You're listening to Bridging Realities, an accessible astrology podcast with your host, Eugenia Kroc. In this podcast, I work to build a more professional astrology by bridging the seemingly esoteric, scientific, and complicated concepts of astrology into grounded, practical use for empowering yourself and your clients in everyday life. To learn more about the podcast and to find out how you can participate in more intimate conversations about astrology through learning opportunities, getting your chart read, or by joining the Bridging Realities tribe, be sure to visit AccessibleAstrology.com. For now, pop in your earbuds, hit the trail, relax on your commute, or listen wherever you experience your place of peace and ceremony, and enjoy these insights. May they be beneficial in grounding your experiences while reminding you of the brilliance of the gods and the goddesses above. Welcome to episode 81 of Bridging Realities, an accessible astrology podcast. Today is Thursday, September 6th of 2018. I am your host, Eugenia Kroc, here to bring you some astrology goodness and deliciousness for your ears today. In this episode, I'll be bringing back to the podcast Adam Summer of the podcast Exploring Astrology and Danielle, my previous co-host, which you can find at daniellepolgar.com. I bring them on to this episode to discuss Venus retrograde, and this will be the first part of a two-part conversation. The second part will be on Adam Summer's Uh, podcast, Exploring Astrology, which we will talk about Mars retrograde. Now we're, we're through the Mars retrograde this summer, but you can never talk too much about these aspects as they occur so frequently. But I don't know about you guys, but I am feeling some major energy forward since Mars has gone direct. In fact, I've been trying to record this intro for a little bit, and I I keep saying the wrong things. I keep uh, just blurting out information, and it doesn't sound great. Uh, So I'm just going to do this intro, see what happens, and make it work. And interestingly enough, Danielle and Adam and myself recorded an episode uh, prior to the one that we're posting here, but it was very Mars direct. It was very intense and uh, emotional. And um, I know I certainly said a lot of things that might have been very triggering. And so we we thought about it and we decided let's go with round two. Uh, we had another conversation with a little bit more consciousness around the Mars direct energy. And that's the conversation you'll be hearing today and on Adam's episode. And these are things to think about. You know, I think that when Mars can go direct or forward, it can prevent us from being action oriented. And then all of a sudden we can take too much action and burn out. And there's this really fine balance after a Mars retrograde and during a Mars retrograde about action versus inaction and uh, consciousness around the choice of words that we use. And so this was a really great example of that. And so we use a lot of the references from that original conversation in the conversation you'll hear today. Um, But this is a bit more of a consciously spoken episode. And we still hope, of course, you enjoy. And in this episode specifically, we, we focus on the Venus retrograde. And this is the first part of the conversation. And then that conversation just carries smoothly over to Adam's podcast for the Mars retrograde. 
Now, the Venus retrograde, which is um, really we're in it. Uh, Venus will be going into retrograde October 6th of 2018. However, Venus is officially in her shadow period, and that started in September 3rd. Today being September 6th, we're just in it. And, And we're talking a lot about Venus and the reflection piece and how Venus gets this this opportunity to reflect on what we love, whether that is place or community or partner or child or whatever that might be for us, this awesome opportunity to review. And for the bonus episode for patrons this week, I've decided to go into the shadow side of Venus. And I don't know why. I'm just really obsessed about talking about the shadow side of things right now. And I think we think of Venus as this beautiful goddess of love, and she's incandescent and stunning. And the Botticelli woman with her Botticelli hair coming out of the the foam of Uranus's testicles on a half shell. Uh, And that is a big part of Venus, but there's a lot of uh, shadow to Venus and I think it's stuff that we don't acknowledge and the difficulties if we have a strong Venus position in our chart. And quite a few people have that position just because of Venus's dance with the sun. But it's not always roses when we have a strong Venus. You know, maybe she's at our midheaven, on our ascendant, conjunct our sun or our moon, or making some really prominent position in our chart. Perhaps we have a Libra rising chart or a Taurus rising chart, and we're ruled by Venus. It's not all just rosy and, you know, ooey, gooey, lovey-dovey stuff with Venus. There comes a lot of shadow with that kind of attraction and being able to attract people and people being attracted to us. And so in the bonus episode, I'm going to talk about the shadow side of Venus because uh, that's where I'm going while Jupiter's in Scorpio. I'm just going with this whole um, shadow work and uh, the dark side element of astrology. And so uh, if you are not a, a patron so far, please consider joining um, the, pat- the patron tribe for $10 a month. And for $10 a month, essentially what you get is bonus episodes for all of these amazing episodes. And then of course, conversations with me, you get live Q and A's and drum roll, please. I am back on Facebook. (laughs) Uh, I'm not so stoked about it. It's not my, my favorite thing to be on Facebook, but I recognize that I'm really losing connection with my tribe, um, both in the patron group, but also internationally when I'm not on Facebook. And so I have joined Facebook again so that I can be more connected to all of you patrons. And I will have you all be included into that group um, so that we can connect a little bit more regularly. And I am going on a road trip here. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. But part of the road trip is going to be streamed live to patrons. And uh, so I'm going to be doing a lot of live videos from the road in that Facebook group talking about astrology and also the tour I'm going on. I will be filming all of my talks and those talks will be available for patrons as well. And this is if you are at the $10 level. Uh, I also now have a, a two more levels for a monthly horoscope, which has worked out really, really well. It's just an opportunity to get a reading from me once once a month um, that is just letting you know how to work with the transits and progressions that you're personally experiencing this month because those general horoscopes 
can be quite limiting because they don't consider your personal progressions and your personal chart. And so this has been a really great option. And the people who have um, participated at this option seem to really like it. So please be sure to go to patreon.com backslash bridging realities to join the tribe. And I want to welcome to the tribe, Candice, Sarah, Margot, Jaron, Cindy, and Jillian. Welcome to the tribe. I'm so excited that you have joined. I can't wait to continue to build this community and get to know all of you better. And to talk a little bit about the tour just very quickly. So as you're listening to this episode, I will be in a car. Well, I don't know when you'll hear this episode, but the day this episode posts, I am in my car heading to the Midwest of America and the East Coast of America to meet all of you and to discuss astrology. At every single city, I'm going to be discussing a different topic of astrology. My first uh, conversation. The first talk is going to be taking place in Minneapolis um, on uh, Tuesday, September 11th of 2018 from 6.30 to 8.30. And we're going to be talking about what is your purpose and how to find that in the chart and how to find that if you are reading clients' charts, because it has a lot more to do with the nodes. There's a lot more going on when we think about the purpose in the chart. And that talk is going to be directed uh, for that to you, if you have any kind of questions about what am I doing and what is my purpose, that talk is, is going to be a- approaching all of those conversations. And um, uh, and of course, I'm going to video this and make that live to all of the patrons. And then I'm, I'm going on to, from there. I'm going to Chicago, Illinois, to Lansing, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, Toronto, Canada, Burlington, Vermont, uh, Boston, New York City, so on and so forth. And so if you do want to stay tuned on all of that information, please visit AccessibleAstrology.com and you will find under the About Us link, you'll find the the current uh, events and you can actually book a ticket to come to these talks if you are in those areas. So be sure to follow me and I will continue to make announcements through the podcast about which cities I'll be at and what I'll be talking about and make sure that those of you who don't live in the city can also benefit from those conversations. So I'm super, super excited about this tour and I can't wait. The last thing, not the last thing, but uh, I do want to, of course, put a shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, Cosmo Muse, for uh, for uh, 15% off. You can get this amazing publication sent right to your mailbox and you just go to CosmoMuse.com and use coupon code Bridging Realities at the store while you're checking out. And that is a great opportunity to get that uh, publication at a discounted price. And of course, you can listen back to the episodes with with Allie and we talk all about uh, that publication. And I also just want to thank all of you who have been leaving stars and reviews. Thank you so much. Super to do on super easy to do on iTunes while you're listening Just scroll down, hit some stars and uh, say some nice things. And that's an awesome way to support the work I'm doing here. I think that's it for announcements. There's a lot of announcements. Mars is direct for sure. I'm feeling it. It's like a fire going through my soul. So I'm trying to get all of that in this introduction here today. But like I said, in this episode, we'll be talking to Adam and Danielle about Mars Venus retrograde and getting into the juicy deliciousness of all of that. And be sure to listen to both parts here and exploring astrology. So uh, enjoy this one. 
Much love to you. I really hope I'll be seeing some of you on this tour coming up. So stay tuned. Like I said, first stop Minneapolis on September 11, 2018. Please be sure to go to AccessibleAstrology.com to get your tickets and to join me there. And if you can't make it, consider joining the tribe for $10 so you can watch all of these videos. Much love to all of you. Enjoy the process of reviewing your heart. Welcome to round two. Round two. Back at it. Why are we doing round two? You got a little Martian that last uh, recording. I think I remember you going, is that like a workout machine behind you? It is. I'm in my parents' home in my childhood bedroom and there's a treadmill in it. I'm like every American yeah, ever. <laughs> Yeah, I know a few friends that happened to their bedroom turned into a workout space. <laughs> That's it. That's funny. That's where my bed used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Where's the like boys to men and in <laughs> Actually, I just sold those in a garage sale. <laughs> no, You're yeah. kidding. I promise you. Yeah. Well, it was Dawson's Creek, friends, the <laughs> Someone bought those for real? Oh, I think I just gave them to some okay. kid. I gave a lot away. But uh, I even nice. had one of those felt uh, posters with neon in it for blacklight. Yeah, those Do you are remember neat. those? Oh, yeah. I had a ton of those. <laughs> I was super into blacklights in high school. Totally. Mm-hmm. I got scared of them because my dad had wooden teeth like George Washington. And uh, blacklights... Don't do good for wooden teeth. <laughs> oh, man. So like he'd come into my room and he'd smile and then the teeth that weren't real. Whoa. Whoa. I don't know if they were wooden, but they were really fake. <laughs> you know? And so I'd be like, oh, no, my dad's a demon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, you can see other things with black lights too. This yes. is true. It's gross. so um we're talking about you know we were talking about venus and mars we're gonna talk about venus mars yeah talk venus first venus for your show this is bridging realities this is bridging realities yeah yeah so before we talk venus welcome back danielle and adam oh yeah thank you thanks for having us back it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, before we get started, what are you guys up to these days? What's happening? You know, we the last time we met was March 17th. No, March 16th, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been right before doing, the Venus cycle started. Yeah. We're going to tie all that in, but where, how are you guys mm-hmm. doing? What are you up to these days? I'm tying up my apprenticeship program. Technically, the last class is Wednesday. Whoa. And then we do a final one to prepare them for what I think is probably the best final test. And that is a reading without any preparation. And of course, it's like one of the scariest things in the world at the beginning of the apprenticeship. It's an eight-month program where we meet every week. There's these labs that they're a part of where previous graduates run so there's three four ladies that run the labs and yeah it's just cool to witness a community be born uh uh, within it because i've never done it this way 
in the past, it was originally one-on-one. And then last year it was just me running the whole thing. And then this year I thought the TA thing would be huge. And I think it's really working. It's almost like it has a life of its own outside of what I'm even presenting. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's almost over. And that feels amazing because it's going to be available for recordings on my website. I'm not going to do it again. It's going to be the last time I offer the course like that. And then I'm going to Greece. Woot. Woot. Nice. Nice. So yeah, there's a lot of, well, it'll probably come up in the conversation, but there's a lot of very interesting messages that I've been getting in the breeze, I think. Scary, exciting. Black light would probably reveal some of what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Steve, so that's what's that's what's happening in brief. What about you, Danny? That sounds so glamorous compared to parenting. Yeah, I'm not teething right now. No. Um, yeah, that's been my world. My world has totally turned upside down since April 12th of 2017, and the listeners are familiar with. Um, I think I've been I've been on the podcast a couple of times since yeah, someone's yeah. been born. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been up to full-time mommying and working with clients, doing readings, but also working with clients, um, doing transformative counseling and taking people on journeys into their unconscious to create, to integrate uh, pieces of ourselves or themselves that split off through trauma. So that's been super cool and really deep and revealing and really fun because it's kind of like going on an adventure every time. And it's just been a nice little break from the full-time readings um, that just like a little too heady and um, aren't as cathartic as they used to be or that I want them to be. So I've, I've been exploring that territory and helping my husband with his business, which has been really fun. Nice. And what else? And I'm just about to start working on um, an e-course or a program of sorts for parents to understand their children better through the lens of astrology. Dope. All sounds good. Yeah. It's been good and it's been really hard too. So Mm. a a mix of both. So, you know, that's kind of how life is, I guess. Light and dark. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, one of the things I'm very curious in discussing is, you know, we're, we're moving into this Venus retrograde. Those are always really profound times. We talked about it on the episode we did together on Adam's uh, episode. And we talked about how it showed up for us last time. I know like we all had exes, ex run-ins and things of that nature. And so I, I'm curious about how our heart has developed since, since we last met and also what maybe we can expect our hearts to experience during this, this Venus retrograde, which is just really a deep one with the whole scorpionic Libra energy to it. Uh, and, you know, so I kind of want to get into the more personal pieces of this about how we've developed and how we handle these Venus retrogrades. But also I know, Adam, you're, you're, uh, you're good at explaining what the hell is actually happening. So I don't know if you want to start with that and just kind of explain where you've been and how this has unfolded for you since we last talked about Venus. A lot of questions. I, I think that. 
I think it's important to understand where Venus is always at when the retrograde begins. And that's where you bring sky gazing into the picture when understanding it. It's not just that an RX means something to blame or something that might mean medicine or something that might mean that X's are coming into the picture. I really only think that that strange part, which is definitely real, happens at the beginning of the retrograde, like basically at the very end of the Venus synodic cycle. And then when she passes the earth and sun, like that beginning point, the interior conjunction, I've noticed it end. And then what you have is birth, you have novelty, you have that new cycle that begins, which is what happened after the three of us talked last time. Because if it was March 16th, 17th around, that's St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? Um, The cycle began, in my opinion, I think it was March 26th, that conjunction, 5th, 25th. I have a note uh, for that. Um, And so... What occurs when Venus goes retrograde is basically because Venus is an inner planet as she crosses between the Earth and the Sun, so it gets closest to us. And that doesn't mean that like we can see her perfectly. In fact, we can hardly see her at all because she disappears. She transitions from an evening star to a morning star. And that's very obvious if you're a sky-gazing person. Like If you like watching sunsets, well, Venus is pretty bright at the moment and so if you get outside around sundown you can see her in the west and then if you're an early riser then maybe venus as a morning star is your gal um and what's also really important and this is one of the most interesting ways i think of working with the venus cycle is eight year increments and so with the venus retrograde that's coming up in early october that starts in scorpio it happened in the same area just like a degree off eight years ago so that's the fall of 2010 and the the easy meditation around it is just asking yourself questions of like well who were you connected to what did you love most in your life then and how was it challenged and if you can just make a little list around who those people were where you were what you were connected to what you were in love with during that period of time you'll be able to see that even right now, those themes are beginning to sprout a little bit again. And astrologically speaking, it's because it's happening in the same area of your chart. And so if you have any planets in Scorpio or late Libra, then it's those planets that are under the influence of the Venus retrograde. But even still, just like thinking in the eight-year increments, I think is really important. And so... That one, eight years ago for me, I think that was another one of your questions of like what, what it was for me. I mean, I called that one the snake pit, the viper pit for me. And I don't want to tell the whole story because it's actually documented on my podcast. Some of the earliest episodes that I have available in 2000. Oh, they're not even there, actually. The earliest episodes you can listen to on my show are 2011, even though I've been doing it since 2009. But anyway, it, it was a long journey uh with this with this lady i was with at the time where i ended up back in gainesville florida where we met and i did not want to be in gainesville florida i mean that's where i was conceived i don't want to be back there right maybe i do but i don't like i'm not a big fan of florida even though i was born there and all that kind of stuff and yeah it was just it was a rough situation and i'll share this because it's something that 
a lot of my listeners tend to enjoy this idea because Venus during that retrograde eight years ago gave me this teaching in a dream. And it was a very clear, lucid dream. And she basically like drew out this triangle in front of me and told me like, this is the triangle of needs. As long as all three sides of the triangle are met, you're met and you're complete wherever you're at. And I was like, okay, well, what are they? Well, the base of the triangle is a connection to place. And so you need to be inspired by the ground that you walk on and where you live. The next part of the triangle is a connection to the community that is the people that are there. And then the third leg of the triangle is to either best friend, confidant, or lover. A lot of people get this mixed up and thinking it's just lover. No, it's a person that you trust and you can experience intimacy with. If you have all three of those sides of the triangle met, then you should feel somewhere in your heart radiant and content. And so I woke up, I remember from that dream, knowing that I only had one of the three, and that was the partner. I didn't have the land, I didn't have the community, and I was like, what to do? And so I made a decision to leave the relationship and move back to Colorado, which was like probably the hardest decision I ever made in my life. I had to leave my dog, her, like this whole life that I was trying to build. And it was the hardest yet the best decision of my entire life. And that leaves out a lot of the details of why I call it the Viper Pit. But that happened. And so I look ahead and, you know, I think some people maybe without a discerning mind would be afraid of like, oh shit, that's going to happen again or something like it. And not if you can connect to what you were connecting to in a meta sense, in a higher sense back then. It's like for me, like I was connecting to this triangle of needs. That's what I was after. And so eight years later, I have it. I have the triangle of needs set here in Colorado. I have the place, I have the community, and I have friends and lots of very close friends. And um, so as it moves forward, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to go deeper. I know that was a long-winded way of describing it, but I think it might be helpful for some of your listeners. Well, and I think uh, what you had talked about when we previously spoke is that you've you've found yourself back in Boulder since this this since the last Venus retrograde where we spoke, you were in Crestone at the time and you wandered back to Boulder and you feel very content there with, with the community there and the people there. And so there is an interesting uh, synchronicity and uh, pattern here that we're seeing in your conversation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm about to probably challenge that Eugenia. Oh. Because I feel stagnant now. Oh, no. And it's funny how time works, right? It's like, I haven't met. You'd think everything is perfect, but I feel like, and that's another thing where, I mean, it's not, I know it's not the point of our conversation, but the nodes, like the nodes of the moon, to me, are how we make good choices in our lives. And it's like always, in, in my opinion, upgrading the stories of both of them. It's not just the North Node, or it's not just the South Node. It's actually upgrading the stories of both of them at all points. And so I feel incredibly stagnant here at the moment. And I think a really good symptom for everyone listening of, of, of the feeling of stagnancy is when synchronicity, deja vu, and meaningful coincidence go away from your life. When that's gone, that's the beginning of stagnancy. And that's been gone for me for a little bit of time. 
and it worried me. And then the, there's just this eminent feeling of like, oh, I think I need to challenge myself again. And so I don't know what that means, but it's actually kind of exciting. I, I like that state of unknowing. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's see what the Venus retrograde unfolds for you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so what about you two? Yeah, Danielle, how about you? Um, well, in reflection, this is a little different than what I probably spoke to the last time we connected about this, but um, I'm just thinking of where this is happening in my chart. So it took place in my 10th house. It will take place in my 10th house again. And so I was picking up grad school after I had left Southwestern and I had just moved to California. So I was really focused on that. That was like the center of my world. But another theme that was really present for me was freedom and really cultivating that sense of freedom, what that meant for me on like all different levels of my life. And I have Uranus in the 10th house, squaring my nodes and, my, and opposing my sun. So I'm feeling into that a little bit, you know, just recognizing the limitations on my lifestyle now that I have a child you know, and, and also feeling kind of like I want to stretch beyond those limitations a little bit. So I've been looking into getting a babysitter and putting my daughter into preschool, which was not even a conversation or a, a real thought. I was very much planning on doing a homeschooling type of deal. Um, but I'm just not really sure I'm a homeschooling type of mom or person. I need a lot of space. So, uh, so I'm, starting to carve some of that out for myself. And that feels really good. And it also feels good to kind of revisit an aspect of my career that, I don't know, I haven't, I've, I've put on the back burner for a little while, you know, and kind of just put energy and attention towards that. So yeah, I'm excited to see how that unfolds. And, it, and also not attached to that being the theme. I wouldn't be surprised if... <laughs> somebody from the past popped in some way. It's common. Yeah. Mm. Well, and also just like things we love, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, like we've talked about, whether it be music or just, you know, in your case, it might be freedom or work or creative expression that is yours. And, And at the time you were making a lot of creative videos and during that period you know, yeah. so to speak. So I was uh, thinking about that recently. And when I was driving in my car, I was like, remember when I used to make music videos and I had the time to do that? Yeah. Of you just driving. Yeah. And they yeah. were beautiful, stunning. Oh, yeah. Totally missed that. <laughs> well, oh, well. Was, it, was it like carpool karaoke? Oh, no. no, no, no. It wasn't like videos of me. It was more artistic, uh, you know, cinematic kind yeah. of videos set to music. Oh, no. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. I'll return to it at some point. I don't know if it'll be this fall, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So I was thinking, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm so bad with numbers and dates and memory in, ge- in general. I think I was on a vision quest. I'm pretty For sure. For the whole 40 days? Like Jesus? No, did not do the 40 day, 40 night thing. No, I, it was a four day, four night vision quest, uh, uh, in Canyon de Chez. Hmm. 
with the Danae folks. And uh, it was, yeah, the worst, the worst, one of the worst experiences of my life. In fact, I'm coming out of one of the other more difficult things, but, but that was very hard. I ended up in a unbeknownst to me, we went out, uh, I was there with um, some fellow um, peers and we got to choose the, the place to stay in this Canyon. And, you know, we had the ceremony and we were saged out and we, we you know, went off onto our journey, no food, no, no, uh, just water for four days, four nights. And I ended up picking this spot uh, up the, these rocks, you know, you had to kind of scramble up these rocks, but it was this amazing cave. And you know, I got there and it just, it was so neat. And there was ruins. It was, it was ruins. There was rooms left in this, this canyon. And when I say canyon, it was a private canyon owned by Navajo people. So no public people had been there before. And this was this neat connection. And, you know, there was an actual room, you know, there was rooms in the, in the cave. And I, you know, I laid out my sleeping bag, I put out my journal. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Right. And the first night as the sun starts to go down, I hear this noise and I feel like rain on me. What is that? What is that? It was a bat cave. And at night, thousands of bats would come out of nowhere and shit all over me (laughs) 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 and make these like really incredible sounds. And at the time I wasn't prepared for it. And then finally, you know, I made it into the sleeping bag. I was laying down in that room and uh, a coyote came up into my face. I mean, he was, you know, maybe a foot from my face and I just, that was the beginning of what would go on to be for days and nights of the most difficult boredom of my entire life and just uh fear and boredom i was bored to death <laughs> and um uh, and so i had to face some shit you know because i couldn't distract myself and uh and just kind of being under threat of this coyote and these bats and i peed all over the cave to try to protect myself and you know things of that nature so it, it was difficult i didn't enjoy that experience but very poetic things happen subsequently right after the quest that were really profound. And I'm not sure how that mirrors what I'm about to go into uh, exactly. Uh, but it's a interesting meditation to think on and, you know, how I've grown since, since that. And, and the meditation I had for the vision quest has actually come true now. So you, you set an intention with, with the vision quest, you, you know, you want to go out and, and heal something or find insight into something. And certainly what I had quested for, I have now received absolutely eight years later. So that's, that's cool. That's a cool thing to recognize. Uh, so yeah, but I think something about the, the serpent or the viper den or whatever you might've mentioned, uh, makes sense. That, that's how I felt in that, that bat cave. It was very dark. It was a dark experience and uh, intense. And, uh, and you know, it's funny, I, I, when I got back out, I talked to the leaders who, you know, we had the fire afterwards and had a ceremony afterwards. And she said, how did it go? I said, I feel like I was tortured. And she's like, did you notice all of the, the smoke at the back of the cave? And I said, well, yeah. She said, that's where all of our people got burnt and all of the things were, and I, and I was in their incarceration 
chamber. That's where I was staying for four days and four nights. And I felt that, I felt that pain, um, so, so, so deeply. And, and so subsequently, I hope I don't feel that (laughs) coming forward, but, um, but it's actually really interesting. I have been thinking about native Americans very much in the last month or so I've been doing more and more research and, um, and just being drawn back into that culture in a really profound way. So that's an interesting reflection. I like this whole metaphor of um, a spirit quest with this Venus retrograde in Scorpio, Mm -hmm. you know, going into the darkness or the darkness of your heart and finding the desires that are there. You know, when I kind of think about it through that lens, I agree with you that like I've manifested the things that I really wanted at that time, right. I was really calling in and yeah, I just looked up bat medicine or, an, <laughs> you know, that's the animal totem. Love that. It, it's a, yeah, a symbol for death, mm-hmm. death and rebirth. And you have all of that eighth house stuff going on. So my nodal returns about to happen in the eighth. Yeah. Right after, right when the nodes shift. Well, and of course, Jupiter has been in Scorpio for almost exactly. a year and, and it has been dark. And I think that we've had to see the dark inside of ourselves, but the dark in the collective consciousness or, you know, certainly the collective unconsciousness, just to remember that, to be reminded of what it's taken to be where we are today. And that hasn't always been this beautiful paved harmonious path for humanity to get to where we are. And it, it won't be as we go forward because um, dark exists, but it is an interesting piece of it. The spirit, the Scorpio, and just the the revelation of Scorpio that has unfolded this year. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to think about. And I encourage everyone listening to be thinking about this and to just reflect. And it's just pure reflection, right? Astrology, you know, we don't, who knows what it's going to look like for anybody, this, this retrograde. But it's an interesting thing just to, to reflect on our lives and see how we've grown and, and changed and Anyway, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> so you know, are there any big insights that you have in reflection of where you guys were from the last retrograde until now? Just any feelings of that you want to share? Well, I think it's important before we move on and also maybe creating a segue into the Mars part because yeah. with all this Scorpio talk, Mars rules it, right? I mean, I called it the Viper Pit. I've always talked about that period of my life as the Viper Pit. Mm. And you, you just get an image of that. You're like, if you've ever watched Vikings, I mean, that's how Ragnar dies, right? <laughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, We're not very hip. <laughs> yeah, well, Vikings is a great show and it's very Scorpionic as well. Um, but then, yeah, you being in a cave caves straight away, I think, are scorpionic because like anywhere there's darkness, it brings fear up. But then getting shat upon, shit is Scorpio. Bats, Scorpio. Having an animal that can kill you, sniffing out your face, all of that. But what's interesting to me is what I think I talked about in the last go at our conversation and... It's that I'm, you know, I'm about to go to Crete. Like basically the day Venus goes retrograde is the day this week-long intensive starts with Martin Shaw, who's a Scorpio man. 
And the center piece of his work is doing exactly what you did. He calls them wilderness vigils, but he does the four days, four nights, uh, no food on the hill in, in, in a hot, in a haunted area of the UK called Dartmoor, like this beautiful national park that's also, I guess, haunted. I've never been there before. And so, I, I, I mean, I've never done the four days. I've done one a few times, like one whole day. And that's not what we're doing in Crete. It's a storytelling uh, intensive, but like the underlying lesson of like bringing Venus back into it because it's not all macabre. It's not all this darkness. I mean, transformation, sure. It's like during that last one, eight years ago, I was reading The Dark Tower the entire time, which is Stephen King's magnum opus. But while I was reading it, I was very clear that I wanted to be a writer when I grew up. And I was like, well, I'm already writing. So why can't I be a writer now? Aren't you grown up? (laughs) You know, I think it began then really like a seriousness around language and how to articulate, not just astrology, but everything and so here i am eight years later going to spend time on an island rich with history and our tradition i mean crete is just i mean the minotaur is there the cave of zeus is there many goddess lineages are there there's a bunch of stuff i don't even know that i'm going to discover there and then have the stories woven through the tongue of a man that i don't know who compares to him that's alive anymore like i mean he stuns you like when you listen to him talk if you do, if anyone listens doesn't know who dr martin shaw is just google him watch a youtube video of one of his lectures and you'll have an idea what i mean and so what i think is going to happen to me is a kind of scorpionic thing where i'm going to be confronted with my limitations there's a lot of fear that i'm going with a buddy that's going to come up around like is he going to love us is he going to hate us like what is that going to look like but we also have to do storytelling in front of him like we have to enrapture the group as far as i understand so there's a lot of that. Like, I'm not as afraid as my buddy is, but um, I also talk into a microphone for a living. So, like, Yeah, you've had a lot of practice. Yeah, like it's probably why I'm not that afraid of that part. Um, but I do see an evolution, and it's a cool evolution to realize that that was an epiphany eight years ago, and now here I am about to spend time, not with Stephen King, but with Martin Shaw. And in a way... I know, like after it, like feel a serious upgrade to what it is that I do with all of this. So, well, right. And I think, you know, I, I should try to emphasize that after the vision quest, it was like, I, I spent time with God, you know, it was very, the minute I left, I felt very fresh and very clean and very hopeful, you know, for the, the, the intention to come true and it has, and that's the that's the beauty of that death or that transformation is that especially the scorpionic theme that we've been engrossed in as a culture for about a year, the hope is to come out renewed, regenerated, and, and Sagittarius, right? That's the next stage, the higher consciousness of of the transformation. It's the it's the innermost cave, right, in the hero's journey. And when we come out, we come out of the cave victorious. Um, when we face that dark and when we face our demons or the demons in the culture that, that live everywhere uh, to face them really. And then, and see how that reflects in us and, uh, and then come out with that, 
higher understanding and perspective of Sagittarius. So it isn't all bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's both <laughs> per usual. So, <laughs> Well, let's carry this. Let's do. Well, this has been a nice talk. talk. Yeah, on Venus. And uh, we will pop on over to your podcast, Adam, exploring astrology and continue this conversation about Mars. Yeah. And you said you wanted a, a reminder to plug Danny and I about things at the end of your show. Yeah. Well, what you guys were just doing, right? I did at the, I did at the beginning, but if there's anything uh, else you do need to plug, please feel free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, aside from that fact, my apprenticeship's about to be done. Um, so it's going to be downloadable on my site. And I just actually put something up today too. Over the past few years, I've been doing a class a month for my patrons, but it's also open to the public. So there's 23 of them total class on every planet. Sometimes there's three or four of them per planet because of retrogrades and different cycles and stars. But um, I packaged it up today called the planetary series and it's on my website. And so I needed to do that because people, I'm sure Eugenia, Danny, you both get this question often where it's like, well, where do I start? I'm interested in astrology. Like what's the first thing that I should read? because I haven't written a book, nor do I plan to write a beginner's astrology book. I just had this long game of recording a class every single month that would be that book to some extent. And then now you can watch it or listen to it. Um, And then the last thing is there's a retreat. I'm doing a Maui for the next eclipses. And it's January 16th to the 21st. And it's called Somewhere Between Order and Chaos Lives a Dragon. It'll be good. Mm, dope. So nice. Yeah. Holestoheavens.com. Yeah, that's right, my site. Yeah, and where can people find you, Danny? And is there anything else you want to mention? Um, nothing else. I'm, you know, in my little mommy bubble. Um, but yeah, you can always find me on my website, daniellepolgar.com. If you want to book a reading or if you want to check out some of my transformative counseling sessions. And uh, I can plug Danny. She's amazing holding space when one is in crisis. (laughs) (laughs) She's done it for me many times. (laughs) Cool. Well, we'll see you over at Adam's podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you received valuable information, be sure to subscribe to Bridging Realities on iTunes, and I would love if you left me some stars and a good review. For more information about this episode and past episodes, and to find out more about learning opportunities, the Bridging Realities Tribe, or to book a reading, please visit AccessibleAstrology.com. Thank you all so much, and I love you.